7 of The Sledge. I am your host, Ben Tito Caldwell, and this is the sport and comedy podcast based here in Wellington. And I've got three awesome comedians here to talk to me about the weekend in sport. We've got the Hurricanes and their winning streak carrying on. We've also got a wrap-up of the Cricket World Cup. We've got some talk about the English Premier League, the Crusaders, and the bizarre circumstance where four players were sent from the field within eight minutes, and whatever else we can fit into this hour. But before we get cracking, we're going to introduce the guests. And uh, our first returning, not returning guest, our first returning champion. He won episode oh, three, oh, yeah, wow. and he's come back to retain his crown. Wow, it is, it is wonderful to be back. It is wonderful to be back. That beard is looking glorious, by the way. Thank you. It doesn't translate, obviously, to the radio or the podcast. No, no, no. People it, can see it in person, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they can. Jerome Chandrahausen uh, is our guest uh, on the right-hand side. And uh, introducing somebody who's uh, a fresh face in the comedy scene, has been making a few ways, which is fantastic to see. I've yet to see... I've seen your first performance, and I can't remember much oh, more from that. You, you've just assumed I'm making ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, From all your Facebook stuff, I assume you're making ways. Uh, welcome to the show, Pete Hodkinson. Well, happy to be here. It's a pleasure. Yeah, uh, this is a chance for me to get to know you a little bit better. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I, I see that you're into your jiu-jitsu. I am indeed. We might talk about that a little bit later on as well. Oh, so, but, uh, okay. I am into my jiu-jitsu. I've uh, done, done for about six years total. Um, currently coaching a kids' class on Saturdays. That's oh, my little, my little oh. bit of charity time. <laughs> just, just give it a little back to it's the community wonderful. by teaching kids how to fight each other. <laughs> That's what so we somewhere in my eyes, school bullies getting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we ate it. <laughs> okay, and welcoming our uh, last guest. Uh, this guy has been on the scene for just over a year now, I think, from what I remember. He is fabulously gay, but. That's not what we've got here. We've got him here for his impressive sporting knowledge, I hope. Already he's looking at me a little bit awkwardly. Uh, please welcome to the show, Richard James. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. Yeah, fabulous. I'm not that fabulous there. I'm more flamboyant gay than me. No, um, yeah. Well, I have some sporting knowledge. I'm actually what a lot of people probably don't know is I used to golf, not anymore, and I currently sail. Oh, okay. So you know, just uh, you know, just when you think I don't, I don't have any kind of sporting involvement. I, I um, I help people with disabilities sail. There you go. I was you about know. to say you're training to be a rich white man, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, you're only three quarters of the way there. Yeah. Hey, there's a lot of people that are disabled that are rich and white. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. disabled people need to be? It's out on the open ocean. <laughs> 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 Okay, we're going to get cracking on with the first question. Oh, some of you regular listeners, if, you, if we have any, you'd be surprised to hear that there's no Sanjay Babu. He won his first show last week, and he's like, nah, I'm keen, I'll, I'll, I'll step back. I'll let somebody else come along, so there we go. But he's been good enough to lend us the microphone, so thank you very much for that, Sanjay. Uh, you're here, technology-wise at least. All right, question number one. On Friday, the Hurricanes scored a try for the ages, forcing a turnover on their own goal line and passing the ball through seven different sets of hands before Bowden Barrett crossed the line, scoring what was a glorious try. It was something for me that epitomises everything 
that is good about watching the Canes play. But using your own favourite sports team or sports person, what epitomises everything good about watching them play? Uh, we'll start with Pete. Crikey, you're already putting me on the spot here. Um, I, uh, yeah, this is what I was going to talk about jiu-jitsu, actually. Um, I don't know if you've heard of a gentleman called Conor McGregor. Yes. He's a new Irish kind of fighter on the scene, absolutely phenomenal. He's won all of his fights so far. But what, what I really enjoy about watching not just his fights, but his pre-fight interviews, the whole package, is just he's, a, you know, he's your, your, uh, your quintessential wily Irish man. You know? He's doing a pre-fight interview with the reigning champion and snatching the belt out of his hands and dancing a wee jig over to one yeah. side. You know? <laughs> I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you. you know? They'll be post-fight interviewing him and he's, you know, he's asked, oh, you know, there's obviously a lot of Irish flags waving in, the, waving in the stadiums and he's getting them hyped up. When one of us goes to war... We all go to war. It's so dramatic. Yeah. It's just beautiful. It just, uh, it, it, I'm not Irish, and I feel like I'm proud to be Irish <laughs> when I watch him on I, the screen. It's I did beautiful. see that press conference recently. <laughs> Who is it that he's fighting? Um, uh, shit, the name escapes me. Yeah, yeah. When, but, is, um, when is it? Uh, 27th of this month? Okay. okay. Don't, don't quote And Dana White's having to get between the two because the, <coughs> the champion's trying to rip his belt back. And yeah, 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 exactly. You're not getting it, you're not getting it. <laughs> and, and the crowd's loving it. It's yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's terrible sportsmanship. Mm. But, but it's the a, crowd it's a show. It. No, it's a show. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what sports is. It's selling, mm. it, selling an event. We've it's also on. terrible for the stereotype of the thieving Irish. Because he's just ripped the belt off him. Yeah. He's you know? the belt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that belt's too big to hold up his head. It's unnecessarily large, those belts. They're yeah. stupid belts. Who's, who's wearing that stuff outdoors? I feel that, well, you know, I've seen them and it feels like it is something that a flamboyant gay man like myself should be wearing, you know? We, <laughs> Need that large amount of bling just walking out, just going, yeah, yeah, you know, you know. Or maybe something Kanye West should be wearing, you know, because he wants he wants all the attention, so you know, give him a shiny wow. belt to go with all that. Uh, How many of those MMA fighters are possibly flamboyant gay men? Bruce Jenner. I don't know. I think it would be difficult. Not well, perhaps just you know the process of bending over if you were receiving so to speak like that Sorry, belt, the, the belt wrapped, wrapped around you it would make it difficult to bend just be careful <laughs> Richard's getting excited he's hunched <laughs> over I think he's hiding something in his pants <laughs> Whoa, is, is that a belt? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I wore my drop crotch pants this evening you know I can hide, uh, it, hide it well <laughs> I'll be honest it's my own fault that I put that vision into my head okay uh, moving on uh, Richard uh What's, what, what's your favourite sports team or sports person and what epitomises I think good? for me one like and some people might argue with me in the room that it's not a sport but um, Daniel Nebrado the Canadian world class poker player Oh. oh, he gets inside yeah. the well, heads of his components. Well, like uh, all, all, every time I've seen him play, because I've watched, because there's always late night poker shows on, whether it be one of those non New Zealand owned channels. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he just has a way about him on the table. You know, mm. he's you know, it's not. I wouldn't say it's like the epitomal poker face, but it's like he know he he, he knows the right moments to kind of throw a little smack, and he knows the right moments to kind of keep his mouth shut. Yeah. You know, and I think in terms of a poker play, you know, he's not completely in your face, and he it's like a comedian. He knows the lines. You know, mm. he's figured out he's figured out how far he can go with somebody else at the table mm. before that other person's gonna throw their cards in and have a hissy fit. There's a brilliant YouTube video, I think, of Daniel uh, Negrado, and he folds what is, uh, they call it the best fold ever. 
I think he had pocket aces and uh, was lined up to get uh, quad aces. But some other hand was going to beat him. Yeah. And he like he managed to recognise it and call it. So he folded pocket aces and, you know, saved himself and stayed in the mm. game. And I think he went on to win, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's a real that, psychological player. Yeah. So, so you're a big fan of poker, are you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, compared to other sports, I'm more into poker. No, that's fair enough. Um, no, good answer, Richard. Uh, Jerome. Nice, nice. Um... So you both mentioned quite sort of psychological uh, players of the game, like yeah. you've got Connor Gittin, someone else is really here, does, yeah. uh, Ned Daniel Grano, sort of manipulates the other players on the table. Um, this is this is a story I learned about recently. It was a um, a football match uh, in the African uh, African League. Uh, it was Uganda versus Rwanda, and there's, there's a lot of history between those two countries. Mm. Uh, the the goalkeeper for uh, for Rwanda was a guy called Mohamed Mossi. And uh, they, had a, they, had a, they had a match 2003 where uh, he claimed that he, he, used, he was using black magic to, uh, to, to goalkeep. And, <laughs> and, he, and he, had a, had a, had a special magic piece of cloth, cloth and he told the other position <laughs> that he, his, his hands were, 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 were covered with the juju, which is the black magic. And, uh, and he got inside the head of the other team so badly that uh, they, they rioted. And they, uh, they, 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 they actually actually attacked him. Um, Rwanda ended up winning the game. But in terms of like psychological warfare, yeah, that's to, going to, to be extremely to, yes. to call on the black to call on the black magic. <laughs> the opposition that was that was like a masterclass because he knew he knew the rivalry. He knew what the other team. He knew their belief systems. Mm. He knew how to manipulate it. And, he, and I think he told himself to a point where he started yeah. to believe it as well. Yeah, yeah. some Charlie just, Sheen yeah. Tiger blows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next level. And and Rwanda were goal. Stack that match, like they, they, yeah, um, uh, Uganda scored no goals against Rwanda that, that match. So, just before we move on, just wanted to clarify your favorite sporting team to watch is the Ugandan national football team. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of, in terms of like, like moments of, 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 of great sort of sporting manipulation, that that has got to be when, yeah. when have you ever seen any other team? Yeah. Use the black magic Do you reckon juju? it's the same people on the sports team that are sending those emails out telling me I've won a million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> They're all just expert manipulations. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry thing. to disappoint you, but there's actually no royal family in Nigeria. <laughs> so so you're not, it's not actually a prince sending you those emails? Don't I know it, man. Don't what I know it. What the Nigerians? I met a guy from Cameroon. Great guy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, all that, that, never, that whole lot of part of West Africa, a lot, lot, of, lot of great countries, doing yeah. a, lot, a lot of fun stuff, but for some reason, Nigeria just... Mm. Well, no, so now you know Nigeria... I suppose it's like, you know, in Somalia, we assume, you know, many Somalians are pirates. You know, same as Nigeria, we assume they're scammers. Oh. Uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily widespread of the whole population, but... No, it's I, just, I, there are just a few that are really good. It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's just, people yeah. Yeah. New Zealand are really great rugby players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the cream of the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you're talking about manipulation. Goalkeepers are brilliant at manipulation. I don't know if you know um, 2006, Len, uh, Jens Lehmann, the German goalkeeper. It was a quarterfinal of a World Cup between Germany and uh, Argentina. And Jens Lehmann, before the game, had written down... Um, it went to penalty shootout, and Jens Lehmann had written down on a piece of paper the direction... That all the penalty takers took their predominantly took their goals, yeah. And so he was pulling the paper out of his sock and reading it and going, "Oh, yep." So he goes to the left and to the bottom, okay. And he saved like a three of the Whoa. five penalty attempts, but it got to the very last kicker, and he pulled out 
this bit of paper. Uh, I can't remember the player's name, but it wasn't actually on his list. <laughs> and it had filtered back to the Argentinian team that that was what he was doing. Yeah. But he wasn't on his list, but he pulled it out, looked at it, and gave all the indication, oh, yeah, I know what way he's going to go. And so you could just see it processing uh, yeah. in the guy's mind. It's like, okay, well, Extra pressure, like, what do I do? Yeah. Just... It's the, yeah, it's, yeah. Like a, it's the, the, the mental yeah. part of the game, rather yeah. than, than the like, And, the, and they rioted after that as well. The Argentinians <laughs> took on the Germans. That's like the football equivalent of stalking a girl. Yeah. <laughs> you meet someone in your bar, it's like, oh, your name's Sally, you know, Jordan, okay, like, hold on, I'm just going to go to the bathroom, go Facebook, like, yeah. what are your That's interests? What sports oh. teams do, like, don't oh, they, watch, yeah. they watch hours and yeah, hours man. of yeah. play. Yeah. You know, sportsmen, they're just a bunch of creepy stalkers. Wait, wait, you mean you're supposed to watch footage? And not just like <laughs> creep in their window. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some points. So, um, Pete, I'm gonna give you four because I was very impressed with your answer. Um, Richard, I'm gonna give you five because I, I like the psychological aspect oh. that you brought into it. Ooh, Jerome, nice. I'm gonna give you three because I don't believe that the uh, Uganda national football team is your favourite team to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till the black the black magic hits you, bro. <laughs> it's just as well I'm not competing. <laughs> Jose Aldo Jr. Is the uh, oh. by the way, Conor Jose Aldo Jr. 11th of July. 11th of July. Coming up, 11th of June. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Rocket though. Question number two. After an oh sorry, after an incredible World Cup campaign, there has been talk about Black Caps captain Brendan McCullum retiring from One Day International cricket so that he can focus on Test cricket. My question is. Who would you advise to retire so that they can focus on other pursuits? Uh, Richard, we'll go with you first. I think this is a pretty standard one, but I kind of think Tiger Woods. I mean, mm, like, yeah. uh, probably just because he's kind of peaked and now he's plateauing. So he should focus on his womanising? <laughs> well, what yeah. What has he got left though? Like, he should focus on building a proper relationship. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because he's already, he's had the video games, he's had the merchandise. He can't mm. really, you know, he can't really achieve more than the fact that he can hold up mm. a computer-generated character of himself and play with himself without actually playing with himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a twisted way of looking at it, but I kind of yeah. tend to agree. Yeah. Maybe you should just start a logging company. Yeah. <laughs> or Tiger's Woods. That's a great idea. <laughs> or one that looks after like big cats or something. Yeah. A petting yeah. zoo. Right that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I went to a petting zoo once that um one of the animals was a dog. I was like. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Wait, Town School. We're charging people a dollar. Okay, that's that's a school, not a petting zoo. Eh? Yeah, like, we're charging people a dollar to go into the petting zoo at their fair. Was there something a dog? Was it like a wolf? It was a bloody Labrador. Oh no! <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry. But all you need to do is invite your local blind person along, and then you know. That's oh, right. Sorry, you don't have to invite them along. It was his dog. <laughs> no, I, I still think maybe Tiger Woods should do an energy drink, you know, for when you're getting ready for a big night on the town, you know, for one of those, you know, you want a night where you're going to wake up uh, with your car around a tree, know that you drank summer tigers. Oh, oh, did Jesus. he have a car accident? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's how oh, that whole, yeah. whole thing came on out. Oh, yeah, because he, he was fleeing. He, he was fleeing his, yeah. his, his um, yeah. missus oh. at the time and crashed a car and so... The story was that Fleeing she... his missus. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she, she found out, found out she found that. out about all his um, sleeping on it. Right. And yeah. so she 
She took to him with a golf club. I was going to say, that would be the ultimate irony yeah. if she yeah. was chasing him with a golf club. She was chasing, him with, by his own chasing him with a golf club. Now, he I'm, crashes the car, <laughs> right? And so she smashes the window in with a golf club. But the story came on out that she smashed the window in and hit him with the golf club. Yeah. Really? She Try actually to... hit him before wow. he got in the car. Oh. That's where all those injuries oh. came like, from. Like, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm just... Trying trying I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kind of standing there going, oh. yeah, I know it's irony, but was it a seven irony, a nine irony? Oh, yeah, Jesus. I just beat you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think Richard should retire early. <laughs> hey, that was a bad pun. I'm not going to lie. So Richard yeah. retires on five points. Uh, uh, Pete, who should retire and focus on other Winston, Winston Peters, I think. Um, oh, there's, yeah. there's got to be a time that he goes, it's not, I, I don't have anything necessarily where I'm like, I'm dead set against you. I just think at some point he's got to go. Because right now, it just seems like he can't die. Like, at the end of the world, <laughs> World, it's going to be, you know, like Winston Peters, a bunch of cockroaches, and uh, who's that guy from the Rolling Stones? Keith Richards. Yes. Keith Richards. <laughs> It'll be the three of them lurking about trying yeah. to rebuild. That. Winston yeah. Peters seems like the sort of guy, as soon as he retires, he will drop dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he stops working and he has no uh, other yeah. goal other than yeah. keeping himself alive, gone. Speaking of Winston Peters, like, I, I remember your Winston Peters jokes that you did the first comedy festival I saw you. Really? Yeah. Oh, there was one that was like, uh, it was it was coming into a 2008 election. Uh, I, I remember it was like, Winston Peters walks into a bar. No, the, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a very long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago, and yeah. to recreate it would be very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't make sense because it was based on a, on a, on a uh, LTSA uh, traffic ad. <laughs> that is no longer currently running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't uh, really... Uh, okay, fair okay, but thank you. I don't you. know, I think right. I kind of <laughs> definitely agree with what Peter's saying, but Winston kind of, to me, seems like the boss man at, like, the last level of Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get up, you defeat all the other guys, and suddenly there's Winston Peters. Yeah. <laughs> it, it reminds me more of, like, the... Of, um, in, uh... Was it Super Mario Brothers? Because I, I clocked mm. Super Mario Brothers a few years ago. I beat the big boss man, but then he regenerated and he came back twice as big. And then I killed him and beat him again. And then he came back three times as big. That's kind of what Winston is. <laughs> Coming back three times as big. Yeah. yeah. I reckon he could retire and pursue a career in sumo wrestling. That yeah. But yeah, if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think to the left of the country right now, he's our saviour because yeah. he's just shifted the balance of yeah, power a bit true. more evenly. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's the kind of thing that what will happen is he he's kind of like Paul Henry. You'll try and get rid of him, but somebody's going to give him like a lifeline. So you uh, know, next thing you know, he'll Henry die. is another person who just can't. Yeah. Can't die. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, be- believe me, I've tried, but I, I keep missing. I need to work on my yeah, shooting you skills. Keep working. <laughs> probably, probably shouldn't admit publicly that you try and kill Paul Henry. Yeah, wouldn't it be crazy if he was actually assassinated in the next week and this is the only record that they have yeah, someone yeah. like vowing? Well, to take we're all it. tied in with it. I, mean, <laughs> I, think, you know. I think, yeah, we'll just go on. Yeah, we'll just slide. Thanks for making me an accomplice, Richard. <laughs> just going to make this episode private. <laughs> oh. Okay, uh, Jerome. Uh, who should retire and focus on other pursuits? I would say Manny Pacquiao, the uh, really? Filipino boxer. He he just needs to Ooh. stop. I have a horrible feeling Floyd Mayweather is going to beat the shit out of him. Uh, and a whole mm. country is going to end up in tears. Mm. He is already so successful. He's a successful politician. He just needs to focus on that and just give his country someone to believe in. And like if, if he gets if he gets knocked out, I don't know how Filipinos are going to handle it. Yeah. I think I think there is there is so much 
emotionally invested in that guy, it would I, just be devastating. I had no idea he was a politician. There was yeah. A, yeah, there, there was he, an amazing stat that came out a few weeks back. He uh, won his seat with 98% of the vote, and like worldwide, that's the most you know popular politician, politician in the world. Apart from Roman Abramovich, who won with 99% of the vote. <laughs> Chelsea, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, he is, he is more than a boxer to, to the Filipinos, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you'd hope so. He, yeah. <laughs> he is Philip, the Philippines' Muhammad Ali, basically. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think for the safety of his country. Was that a threat, Gerard? I'm just saying, I, I it hate it. It is a beautiful what, beard, but I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just thinking of what Filipinos would do. I have a bit more faith in Pacquiao than you do. What, yeah. like, what do you think gives Mayweather the edge? Uh, Pacquiao's getting too old, man. Yeah, but old. Mayweather's about the same age, so. Yeah, but those black guys, I don't know, man. They hit <laughs> <laughs> pretty hard. I'm just, I'm just worried about them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm actually, I remind the reason why I'm worried about the. Um, um, Filipinos. I was on Thailand a couple of a couple of weeks ago. Thai, for some reason, Thailand and Filipino. The Filipinos have like a rivalry. And Thais will always complain about how Filipinos get really aggressive doing karaoke. <laughs> so apparently, people they shot somebody dead because he sang my way too many times. Yeah, Whoa. I heard that. They made, that. they made it illegal they made it in illegal Philippines. To, to the Philippines. They made they they outlawed singing Frank Sinatra because like way. two people because one person died and another two people were shot for either singing it too many times or singing it badly. Facing <laughs> the final curtain has never been sung with so much irony. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what better way? I did it, Mike. <laughs> safety, man. I'm worried. I'm, yeah. All Sorry, right. Um, I've got uh, three points all around for everybody there. I, was, I liked your answers, but I wasn't overly impressed with anyone <laughs> specifically. <laughs> One guy not giving answers. Judging with judges. Hey, I'm the ref. I, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you should not have said that. I regret that immediately. I could have deducted you points for being late, but no, no. Oh, bring it up. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm gonna, I'm nah, it's all good, man. I'm, I'm not that petty much. Uh, <laughs> question number three. The English Premier League is nearing its conclusion, and as we were speaking of Roman Abramovich before, and Chelsea and manager Jose Mourinho are still playing down their favourites tag even though it's pretty much a formality that Chelsea will lift the trophy in just a few weeks' time. But what other events do you think that the result is considered a formality? Jerome? Uh, next Harlem Globetrotters game? <laughs> I just, sorry, I, I went and saw them as an 11-year-old, and yeah. I went with my dad, and we saw it at, oh, I can't remember if it was a TSP arena or something, but I just loved it. Aren't their games fixed? Apparently not. So they play, is it like the Washington Wizards? It's yeah. the team that they play all the time. Apparently, there have been a few occasions where the Washington Wizards have won against Harlem Globetrotters, but I think there is just some part of humanity where we just like seeing people get the crap beaten out of them. Yeah. And just done artistically and gracefully. They do the same gags, the same um, uh, dumping um, glitter on an audience member or something, and the same little moves. But the fact that we know it's going to happen, but we still go along with it, just goes to show the, the beauty of the psychology of the game that they play. Uh, and so that's the artistry of the Harlem Globetrotters. I mean, we know they're going to win, but we still enjoy watching them do it. That's a beautiful answer. I really, really yeah. like that. Um, we'll go with... Uh, oh, Richard. Yeah. Well, that was a great answer, John. I think for me, I think it's someone like Sir the Everswindale twins. 
you know, they're, they're actually really, really good rowers, but I think, you know, with, with any New Zealand rower, you know, we, we kind of, we know that they're going to do well, you know, they spend the months training, but they go out there and it's just like, I don't know, it's just like with rowing, there's just like this gracefulness just gliding across the water, and they just make it just look so effortless, you know, they're just yeah. kind of floating on air. So the question, Richard, was, yeah. you know, uh, which other events do you think the result is considered a formality? Yeah. And you answer with the Everswindells, yeah. who have been retired for four years. <laughs> yeah, but still, still, they still, still, still. still. Yeah. You said what other events? So any events that they were in, considered a formality. But if you want something a little more current, I'd say any of the uh, women's cricket. Not women's cricket, sorry, women's tennis. Women's tennis, here. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, it's kind of Serena Williams... Anna Kornikovic, they're kind of, okay, one of them, like, George retired, <laughs> you know. But just, um, an obsession with retired women? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I, um, yeah, I might not be, <laughs> no, um, but no, I just, I, I think, and especially women in sports, they're definitely really looked over, but it's, but for kind of rowing and tennis, it's always, you know, women always get more coverage than men, and I think it's the two places that actually I will, you'll always see women get more coverage than men. Like the Black Ferns. I remember about three or four years ago, they won their fourth Women's Rugby World Cup in a row. And it was a formality that they were winning every Women's yeah. Rugby World mm-hmm. Cup. I've and they got... no idea who yeah. any of them are. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the New Zealand Women's Rugby late. team, they won their fourth Rugby World Cup in a row. They were a formality. They got maybe one-sixteenth of the page, article-wise. And that was the article to celebrate their fourth fourth win in a row of the mm. Women's Rugby World Cup. I'll tell you what, if anybody here can name a uh, Black Ferns player, I'll give you an extra point. Uh, and no Googling. No, yeah. no, no, idea. no, no idea. idea. No idea. Absolutely no idea. That's alright. Uh, Pete, uh, what other results are considered a formality? Uh, basically any New Zealand election, if I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, come on. Really? Like, well, hang on, what about Northland? It's 50 no. shades of middle ground! The whole oh, lot no. okay. It's like, you know... It's, I think yeah, no, nobody is wildly um, right or left of spectrum. Mm. And anybody that is, is immediately frowned upon, you know. We've got this ultimate combination of tall poppy yeah. and just, you know, wanting to give it everyone a go. So I think that plays out in the political arena and that sort of form. Surely, last... surely that's preferable to the to the American situation when oh. you've got parties so wildly on, on, on opposition to each oh, other. Oh, not to no mention insane. They insane. They can't even talk to each other. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's the difficulty. You know, as soon as people start having these views that are wildly different, they become less and less capable of actually talking to each other. Yeah. Now I say that you know the the the, the election result is um, a little bit facetiously, admittedly. Is almost a, a you know, foregone conclusion in terms of the actual outcomes for John Q. Public, but I don't necessarily think that the problem is so intractable that it can't be brought to some sort of positive solution. Like why why can't that be used as a platform for people to more openly and honestly discuss their views in the political arena? You know. Yeah, but that's that, that, that's that's possible because our parties aren't so extreme. Would you yeah. be saying? Oh yeah, 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 and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I, I don't know. I, I think that there is some extremities there, even just in the centre parties. I mean, it's like no, no, no one on the left, no one on the right. You know, just either centre 
Centre Party, Labour or National, no one can really accept that either side has maybe a good idea. <laughs> like, John Key's response to, you know, a Labour idea that he's, like, kind of in agreement with is, oh, yeah, we, we've been looking at doing this, but uh, it would have been done, it's going to be done a lot sooner than if those pricks on the left hadn't done it. <laughs> you know, and then there's the vice versa with, you know, I, I think that there well, is extremism. I think that's the point, though. Like, the... the you know, the extremities are almost fake. They're, mm. they're, they're a facade for a, a, a more ingrained sort of mediocrity in terms of policy direction. Do you know what uh, I mean? I, I think so. When I say mediocrity, that's probably a, a far more um, negative word. What I mean is like it's a, you know, a flat plane, you know? You want, Whereas, some, more, you want some more craziness. Well, I don't you want, want some more craziness. I want honesty. I want more crazy. I want honesty. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, um, uh, points to that round. Uh, I got uh, four for Jerome, four for Pete, and two for Richard because he could only name retired sportsmen. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, the Swindells, they're great. Yeah, they, don't get me wrong. They were, I think the they politically were correct term is sports people. Sports people, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is a good point. Um, but, yeah, they, they've been retired for a while. Yeah, they oh. just... Oh, hey, harsh, but... Yeah. I love that your shirt right now says I'm not arguing, I'm just explaining why I'm right. <laughs> that yeah, could not true. be more fitting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, moving on to question number four. And... The Crusaders thrashed the Sharks at the weekend, 52-10 in Durban. But despite the quality rugby, the match will most be remembered for the three yellow cards and the one red card that were dished out to players within the space of eight minutes. It leads me to ask the question, what other examples of a team or a team's ill-discipline escalated as quickly? Uh, Pete, we'll go with you first. I've, I, I wrote a couple down. Because yeah. like this, this actually really interested me. The first thing that I found, I did some research into the expression, well, that ex- escalated quickly. Hmm. And if you look at, you know those um, those Google word count things, like where you, yeah. you put in a word and it tells you its yeah. popularity over time. Hmm. It's like a flat line until like 2012, 13, when Anchorman came out, and then boom, it suddenly blasts ah. into existence, right? Yeah. I thought that was quite interesting to look at. Um, I saw a sign um, in a shopping mall where there's a picture of a little kid in Santa, and the sign reads, make a date with Santa. But it was standing next to a Christmas-themed bed, and I just think that the mall marketing team (laughs) would have probably thought that one through. I mean, you know, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Wow. You know, he tells you he tells you to be a good boy. He invites you to bed after the first <laughs> date, like this. <laughs> well no, he just says they're going, You want more presents under your Christmas tree? You know what you're well, you know gonna do. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has a fascination with putting things in stockings. <laughs> there's a there's a newspaper article that had had a, a couple of Vox Pops mm. about what punishment should be dished out for graffiti artists. Yeah. And the first one was, they should have to clean it up. And there's a little picture of Margaret there. And then the next one says, they should have their hands cut off. There's a guy who popped a couple of bucks at a vending machine and ordered a candy bar but it got snagged on the hook, so he got a forklift, <laughs> picked the vending machine up and dropped it six times over two feet, and he got three candy bars. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the last one there is, um, I, I had like shaky hands 
because I drink a lot of coffee with work. And so I, 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 my hands are starting to tremble. So I looked up trembling hands associated with, and I got to the C, and it had the like the Google autocomplete, mm-hmm. and it went caffeine, cancer, cannibalism in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that, that Google auto search is pretty bad. Because I, I remember doing something similar, and uh, there was one... It was, I don't know why, but somebody told me this, and I wanted to check it out. But apparently the fourth option down on Google, if you type in the words, is it okay to eat... Fourth one down is Is it okay to eat your own period? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and uh, reverse out of this topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think my favourite one was um, and this is years ago, I think it kind of their autocorrect data systems changed, but it was um, a ginger kid bit me. Should I get tested? Tested for yes, like yes, you should. Yeah, that was their thing, and I'm kind of and I remember clicking on it. It had and it gave me like obviously a fake web page, kind of going basically the symptoms and signs to know that a ginger person is bitten you. You know (laughs) where you should go and get help. Jesus. Like we're considered a pest. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. Clearly, drops. Yeah, yeah. But it's not so much ten eighty drops as you know, t- drops of like hair dye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you just imagine a dictator going? My first rule is: no one with ginger hair. We will be providing you with swashcock. Ravishing red within the next few days. <laughs> Could be done because yeah. so. What is it? Scotland, Ireland. Um, Scotland. I think there's some Scandinavia as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's Vikings mean? Yeah. Six I actually, mm. I get ginger bits in my beard. Wait, like, like when you it's like personal thing to talk about, but just they grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the most personal thing you could possibly talk about. <laughs> <laughs> ginger bits in your beard. Yeah, I think that is like. I thought you were talking about ginger nuts for a second. Yeah, yeah. can get lost in there. Storms are later use. I could little tweezers pull them out. Yeah, I reckon you know that would be a really great kind of gag. They're just going. Sometimes they get like bits of ginger nuts stuck in my. Oh, oh, hang on. A porridge, I get a porridge caught in the beard. Um, Um, Irish. uh, Richard, what's your answer? It's not so much ill dispute, but I think in terms of escalation, I think um, it's um, the diver from the UK, Tom Daly. Because basically he he won a medal for the Commonwealth Games and he ended up on the Olympic diving squad. But everybody basically didn't know, gave a rat's ass who he was. And then he does a wee YouTube video going saying that he's dating a man. And suddenly everybody's like, oh my God, we're actually interested in him now. Mm. You know, and like, you know, and I kind of think that's a bit, for me, it's like going, okay, he's a diver and actually he's really good. And, you know, and, you know, and I actually appreciate him for more than just his extremely good looks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's a babe. Um. But he, he's a really great driver, he has great form, but just nobody cared until he goes, well, I'm actually, I'm dating a man, and I happen to love a man, and suddenly it's everybody's actually interested. It's like, it's like basically, it's like the novelty. It's the novelty factor. Yeah. It's, it's sad that in this day and age, it is still a novelty. Yeah. For yeah. You know, There was that story that came on yeah. out a, um, a few, uh, it might have even been last year, about the rower from New Zealand who came out as gay. Yeah. 
and you know it, it, good on him for the, yeah. you know everything and the story that he that was done it was a really nice story but somebody just put it so eloquently and they yeah. just said you know it's a shame that we're still talking about this you know yeah. in this country yeah. after mm. everything that we've been through recently that you know this is still an issue for some people yeah you know and some of the comments that were coming I mean it's like um, just, do you remember that story about the rugby player he got like a concussion ended up in a coma during a rugby match like got some massive head on tackle he woke up and he was gay. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Someone hit someone so hard that they woke up gay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, basically. I hope yeah. that's not your tactical setup. You just like walk into a bar and fucking tackle people. <laughs> You're mine. No, that's your move. The shoulder drop. No, no, it's called going to the gay bar with about fifty dollars and buying the guy next to me a fuckload of cider. And that, that's well, to a, yeah. to yeah. Wow, we yeah. went there. We went there. I, like I, I was actually when you started yeah. talking, it almost sounded like there was a, like a small amount of bitterness, mm-hmm. like not just about the fact that he was being showcased for being gay as opposed to being a great diver, yeah. but like yeah. you, your next line could have been something along the mm-hmm. lines of he's not even good at being gay. He's just starting. <laughs> been gay for way longer than him, you know. Like, Whoa. what's the? Whoa, and Curtis, he is only like eighteen. You know, when he was yeah. when he was a star yeah. diver, he was only like fourteen, fifteen like years old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know about the diving thing. I mean, half of their job is done by gravity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of their job is just falling over. Falling over. Yeah. Falling over, but gracefully. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's basically well, it's basically going making gravity look pretty. Oh, that's mm. a beautiful way to put it. Ooh. That's a nice turn of phrase. Yeah, I like, I like that. that. That's, that's a nice way That's perfect. Jerome. Things that have oh, uh, um, escalated a bit too quickly. I think it was it was sort of a sad end to his career. It was um, Zinedine Zidane, 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 the headbutt, the, the headbutt, yeah. and that was that was in the final, wasn't it? The World, yeah. World Cup final. This is your, your you know the moment where you get you know you, you, your send off, your big send off, and to retire on that mm. was just sad. Yeah, just it was. Sad. I, I, I talked about it on I the previous episode. If he hadn't done that, so his name was going to live on. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't really follow football. But I, I talked about it on a previous episode. It was just so oh. surreal to wa- wa- watch it at the time. Because you saw Masarazzi just on the ground, and you're just like, "How did he end up there?" And they show the replay, and my jaw just dropped. It was like, "What the hell?" And all I could think was, "Wow, whatever he said." Better have been worth it. Must have been good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Was it, did they find out? Was it some? Supposedly, like your mother is a terrorist whore or something along those lines. Because oh, Z- okay. Zidane was um, wow. Algerian or um, oh, from okay. North Africa. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, oh. like terrorism and prostitution don't generally go together. <laughs> it's very strange. Why well, it was so offensive? Very, very unlikely. Unlikely. Very unlikely. Terrorists don't die to visit whores. You know, yeah. they, you know the whole. The like, exact opposite. Yeah, but they don't realise that. I think they've been lied to because they're just going to get up there and find that it's a whole bunch of Star Wars nerds. It's a good point. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, I, I thought that was a sad way for someone to... It was a yeah, sad way. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be too remembered by, like, Peter Black... Great, um, sailor, yeah. but oh, he got a bit, got a bit carried away. Yeah. Shot by pirates. That said, that was a sad one too. <laughs> was, yeah. Why am I laughing? That was really sad. I, was I, I cried when Peter Black died. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I was, I was, I was, at, I was at high school, and and when it happened, I don't know why. I just, I just burst into tears because I thought it was a really sad story. Yeah. You know what he was trying to do, and mm. and he was yeah. the only person that you know died on that boat. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those situations where like I just just yeah. lost it for some reason. Mm. Anyway, moving well, on to something. Well, I, was I, was I always felt uncomfortable watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Might have been one of them. <laughs> Johnny Depp, you bastard. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, so we've got uh, four points all around there for people. I was, I was impressed with the answer. Yeah, no. I try and keep it nice and friendly now. We've, we've got the early hostility out of the way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, question number five. And uh, the Australian cricket team were in the news last week, uh, more specifically Brad Haddon, and he came under fire from both the Kiwi and Aussie scribes for the constant sledging of some Black Caps players during the World Cup final, with revered sports writer Peter Fitzsimons lamenting that after the victory, Australia lacked class. But who else, in your opinion, can be considered a poor winner? Uh, Jerome, we'll go with you first. Oh, yikes. Um, I haven't, haven't really thought this one through. Um, uh, it, it, is, it, is, it is sad that that cricket's got to that stage where it's so successful. It's lost um, those elements that I guess I found attractive, like the idea of the English playing in the, in, yeah. in the, in the village green and there being sort of, you know, uh, scones and jam at half-time and, and sort of two villages coming together. I, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is quite a, kind of sad, but I suppose the, the amount of money... That's, that's sort of gone into it now. Um, I think in terms of... Oh, okay, poor winners. Uh, it would be the... Um, who is the big guy, the America's Cup, who backed the... Um, Larry Ellison? Yeah. Yeah. I just find that whole thing creepy, just the amount of money that they poured, that they pour Ooh. into... Mm. They pour into sailing and yachting. I don't know, I don't know how anybody could be... Uh, anyone could sort of follow those, those, those sort of sports any longer. I, I think that anybody who wins the America's Cup is a poor winner. Because you get to change the rules as soon as you win the yeah. cup. So you can change them to favour yourself. You're also a poor winner because you've spent all of your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the people that are spending that amount of money are the ones that, that have got that amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, 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 and some. And I, I, just, I just find that unattractive. Yeah. No, that's, that's a fair yeah. point. Uh, we'll, we'll go with uh, Pete. Um, well, I had to look something up because I, I... It's actually... Like, it's relatively... Because examples of sore losers... Dime a dozen, because they're mm. so showgates. Poor winners, not so much, but I found a couple. Um, and halfway through the 2002 NFL season, 49ers wide receiver Terrell Owens scored a touchdown against the Seahawks, and when he got over the goal line, he took a Sharpie out of his like, sock, picked the ball up, signed yeah. it, and <laughs> gave it to his financial advisor, who was standing <laughs> just off the sideline. <laughs> 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 Amazing, and um, oh, I got kind of um award for the wankiest thing ever. <laughs> I the American football <laughs> players are the worst though, because there's that oh, yeah, Richard Sherman as well. Yeah. Who, uh, did it in uh, the it was the uh, in NFC Championship game. They went on to the Super Bowl, but he did that whole massive rant. It's like 
You think you owe me? I fucking own you. Yeah. It was on live TV, just like. There's another guy oh. who um, he had a cell phone planted on the um on the, the the line. Yes. Just over the line, he gets over the line, picks up his phone call that he plant his phone that he planted there, and makes a celebratory phone call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's confidence, though. Rockefeller, yeah. when he uh, he went into a Sunday school. This is interesting. Well, this isn't sport related, but he um he went into a Sunday school to talk to the kids. And he told the kids that God gave him all the money. <laughs> that was his ex. Isn't that the ultimate sky? Like all these kids are like, oh, yeah, I better work hard. Maybe one day I'll get there. And he's just like, Nah, God did it. Like, yeah. in fairness, wasn't Rockefeller Jewish? So that would kind of make sense. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know. You know. Mm. So, the privileged religion. So, <laughs> Rockefeller's definitely kind of just looking down because going. Privileged religion. Let's just ignore the 40s then, shall we? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, privileged no. religion. They had, a, they had a hiccup for about Forget 10 years. Genocide. <laughs> They've had constant hiccup. Jesus. Even Jesus was getting, his parents were getting hassled by the Egyptians. <laughs> <laughs> For a long time. Wow. I should probably deduct points for myself. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go with uh, oh Richard. <coughs> I think the, the easiest one is the the fan, uh, France and all the country of France after the two thousand and seven rugby world cup. Basically, or 2011. But I forget, I'm not a big rugby fan. But basically, you know, France beat the All Blacks. And I just remember that us as Kiwis, we were going, okay, we lost, you know. But we thought, as Kiwis, we went, it's okay, we can do better next time. And we did, we won. Mm-hmm. You know, so fuck you, France. Um, but I just remember everywhere, every, every, you know, every French person at my school, because I was still, I think I was in my final year of high school, I'm that young. Uh, you know, every French person, everywhere you look, there'd be some French person just kind of standing there going, oh, we bet the All Blacks, you know, a lot of French people got beaten up for, um, I think one French kid, he got a black eye because he just walked up to our, like, first 15 team and went, oh, yes, you know, the All Blacks lost to the French. So you know, I, I said can... everywhere you look, there's a French person. <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining a bunch of mimes, like yeah. a giant game of French wares while yeah. they're all... Just... And a bunch of mimes and a bunch of people yeah. sneaking into boats and Are you <laughs> carrying baguettes? Yeah. Like, you could just tell. Yeah. Uh, are you from Akaroa? <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I remember a little bit differently. Because if we, like, I, I didn't meet a hell of a lot of French people, yeah. but like, I, I spoke to my flatmate who was French at the time, and he was he was very apologetic. He was like, "Oh, we're, 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 so, we're so sorry. I'm so sorry." And I'm like, "Not your fault that some English prick missed a forward pass." You know? <laughs> After 700 years of war, you finally got, you know, your, your thing back. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, I've lived in Wellington all my life, and I think, you know, we're, you know, we're not from, like, uh, we're a big city, and you, you kind of, you, you get the really proud communities in those cities, and rightly so, but they mm. were just kind of going beyond, oh, well done us, to the point where it's going, your all blacks were shit. Mm. Well, com- in fairness, they, they yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were shit. I mean, they should have won that game comfortably, and it was a poor, poor season. Uh, okay, uh, points for that round. Uh, Jerome, four... 
Pete three and Richard three as well. Um, yeah, which which is, is. I hadn't even prepared my answer. I just right. made it on the fly. Maybe that's right. why. I thought you had. <laughs> you, you did very well, I must say. Um, we're just doing a quick tally. Shouldn't up. have revealed that. Ooh. It's poor winning, that is. <laughs> <laughs> you poor winner. Gloating. Um, all right. Uh, question number six. Uh, the NRL hit the headlines for all the wrong reasons after fans of the Bulldogs threw bottles at referees and officials as they left the field, following their controversial loss to the Rabbitohs on Friday. Now, I'm a believer in embarrassing punishments. So, if you were in charge of the NRL, what embarrassing punishment would you dish out to the culprits? Uh, we'll go with Richard first. That's easy. I remember seeing this question... And I knew exactly what I would do. I would get the fans to recreate the music video to the remix of Alicia Bridges' I Love the Nightlife, released in the <laughs> early 90s. <coughs> the premise of the video is Hugo weaving as a pilot comes home, and then under the full moon he turns into a drag queen, and then dances with a whole bunch of drag queens down the street. It exists. You, there's one copy of it on YouTube. But I would make, I would make all the fans, I would make them dress up and drag and do a flash mob to some really gay 70s disco queen. The uh, Bulldogs fans would hate wow. that because a lot of them are from the Middle East. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That, that's, that, I, I, that's <laughs> <a> <laughs> yeah. Everybody's looking at me like, oh, okay. are we, we going to broadcast that? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Power of the internet. <laughs> Fuck you, ISIS. Um, I don't know why I said No, that. it's okay. I'm, sh- I'm sure the Middle East will censor this anyway. I do-, do they even have iTunes over there? I'm sure why, they why do. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! No, no, I'm, I'm just yeah, curious. Took it there, John. Uh, took it there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, because they, they block a lot of things, so I'm just yeah. curious. Um, Jerome, uh, embarrassing punishments. If I were to punish, it's probably not embarrassing. It, it, it's more sort of... Um, Sort of cuts to their core. I would I would switch all the all the alcohol. I'm not telling. I'd switch all the all the beer at the next game to non-alcoholic. <laughs> so you just have a bunch of people sitting there, just questioning why they even came in the first place. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> be the worst punishment, and they wouldn't know why. They wouldn't know why they're not enjoying themselves. They wouldn't know why their friends weren't as witty as they used to be. They wouldn't know why they weren't having mushrooms and a couple of the beers as well. So you've got like most of them just like, why do we bother? And the rest just tripping out. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, bad trip, bad trip. You know. Just the idea of just like I don't know, fifteen thousand completely sober people going, yeah. hang on, this game is ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't it kind of the same? As and two guys on mushrooms going, this game is ridiculous. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of amazing. It's the same as the drug. It's kind of being the same as the drug trial. It's a really dick move. It goes, all right, so we've all given you the drug, except we only gave it to two out of the hundred of you, and the other 98 of you got a placebo sugar pill. But it has an effect, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the thought. Pete, embarrassing I would either, selective two, make all of them get a rabbitose tattoo. Oh, I like that. So they're forced to forever yeah. wear the tattoo as a badge of shame for their, for their horrendous oh. violence. Mm. Really interesting. Or if we were go fire with fire, 
I would grind them all up into some sort of dried powder and then put them into one of those machines that makes foam fingers and turn them, <laughs> all, turn them all into Rabbitohs foam fingers so that all of the other fans of the other team can wear them like a glove. Oh, my God. I was a little worried about where you're going with the grinding up, but I like that wheat. I love that idea. Those foam fingers are annoying, now, aren't they? Because... Oh, do you when you put your foam finger on? Like, well, I, I, I have one, right? <laughs> like, You've got your own. I, I have six. I've got, I've got a foam finger, but like, I, it doesn't feel right because when you put a foam finger on, you have to put your hand in flat. <laughs> you're not pointing. But you look, yeah, you're not pointing. <laughs> it's just a flat hand, but your finger's pointing. Yeah, yeah the foam oh, finger's pointing. Yeah. yeah. So I started doing it like I actually point my finger in the foam, hand, but there's this massive bulge in the middle of the <laughs> hand. <laughs> <laughs> Looks it. like I've got a tumor. In my <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kind of I want to get two foam fingers now. Just jazz hands. <laughs> jazz fingers. Jazz fingers. Finger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So, um, uh, Jerome, I've given you four points. Richard, I've given you four points. But Pete, I've given you five. Which means that we're going into the final question. Uh, this is basically called "Under My Skin." Now. Uh, this is basically a chance for you to get something off your chest, something that's been bugging you, something that's been annoying you, something that seriously pisses you off. This is your chance to get it out there and have a bit of open class therapy. So um, we'll go with Richard th first. What's been <coughs> bugging you? Oh, I think what's bugging me, I would pretty be honest, I think it's kind of news-wise, I think it's just generally kind of censorship and basically people peeping on my privates. And by that I mean the interwebs. The fact is, we get told that we can't, you know, we can't watch this film because they deem it completely, you know, too violent. And we're going to basically spy on you and make sure that you're, like, what, you know, sure that you're not looking at it, okay? Yeah, sure, okay, I can understand it. You're, you're going to spy on me. And yes, you're going to see my porn history. Yes, it's not pretty. I mean, I don't think, I would never subject anyone to that, you know. Um, but again, I think, come on, you know, some things really should just be kept between me and myself, you know. Those are, those numerous number of My Little Pony videos should be kept between me and myself. You know, those various Pokemon blogs where Pikachu and Misty do stuff oh, no stop, one should ever see. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't like it when people, you know, on Facebook can see what I've been listening to on Spotify. You know, yeah. So I, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stickler for 80s ballads. Do you uh, that was the 90s. <laughs> my my, my favourite singer from the 80s was Paul Young. I don't know. Yeah, Paul Young. Everywhere. Every go time you go away. away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hear some really. Why don't you come but back? But it was very embarrassing one time because I was listening to Paul Young on Spotify and then I just got lambasted by all my friends <laughs> who are massive metal heads. And like, I, I've got an eclectic range of music. I love all music. But yeah, Paul Young was a bit a step too far for some of my friends. So you see, I, I see. I don't generally care about that. You know, I remember once that um I nearly got lynch mobbed at I think it was Hotel Bristol one night because I was there at, like their free pool, 
And I had a $2 coin, and back then, if you put it in the jukebox, and I think that's one of the reasons they don't let people use the jukebox anymore, you got to pick a song, and it would play on their entire speaker. I put in the jukebox, I put in some Plink Floyd, some Dire Straits, and people were happy, but for my third song, I thought, fuck it, I'm going to put on Barbie Girl by Aqua. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, I, yeah, I, you know, I've been back to Hotel Bristol since, but, you know, I think that's a good reason why they don't have the jukebox at Hotel yeah. Bristol anymore. I'll be honest, I think you deserve that repercussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pete. Uh, what's what's something you want to get off your chest, man? Well, this one time I was at Hotel Bristol. <laughs> this guy put on fucking aqua, but no. Um, I'm going to take a little time walk back a couple of weeks ago, and you, you, everybody's seen the, the Natalia Kills thing, or yeah. Natalia Kills Willie Moon. I um I <clears throat> my job normally re- like requires me to wear a suit to work, but on on that Monday I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Like, I woke up and I was checking myself in the mirror. I was, you know, doing up my tie, buttoning my shirt, combing my hair, and I, I could see her face looking back at me. <laughs> and she's just saying, "Do you have integrity, Pete? Do you respect artistic originality, Pete? I'm embarrassed to be hanging here on your wall and having to dignify your presence with a reflection. You disgust me." And I'm like, "Fuck! Oh, I can't do this." So, you know, I was thinking about it. I thought, well. Natalia Kills, obviously the arbiter of all that is authenticity and originality and fashion. Cough, Willy Wonka. Cough. Um, <laughs> so I wore shorts and t-shirt to work. And uh, by about 10 o'clock in the morning, shit had just gone haywire because I could hear a voice in my head just pounding away like, you're just copying Dan Carter from the time that he wore shorts and a t-shirt. This is derivative. And I'm like, fuck, what do I do? So I had to strip down. And I didn't want to be naked in the office because I don't work for Marsh. So I went down the staircase into the changing rooms and I'd like I'd stripped down, I jumped into the shower and started shaving my head because I thought having hair was just, you know, way too similar to anybody else who has or has had hair in the history of the fucking universe. And then last thing I remember is kind of collapsing to the ground, weeping and clawing at my own face, and I blacked out when I realized I was just impersonating the New Zealand cricket team. Oh, <laughs> oh shame, shame. I, I think the best the heroes of this country they they, they took their loss and they and they, they, they Alright, the English team. cricket team. The English cricket team. Uh, yeah. We, I don't know. we love a good news yeah. loser in this country. That's yeah. why we supposed to celebrate Gallipoli. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. High five all around for that. So it just came out. That is uh, dark. That's fair. We are though. We, do, we, we mm. love the lovable loser. Oh yeah. We yeah. do, don't we? Mm. Yeah. You know, Was it the Tory picking up the that um, South African player after yeah. they won the game? Oh, Grant Elliott. Grant Elliott. Yeah. 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 I think the best thing about the whole Natakali kills was the uh, one of those online satirical news site posted that Helen Steins were going to do a. Willie Moon sales and Helen Steins kind of saw this and thought actually this is a great advertised campaign so Helen Steins like fuck it and did a Willie Moon costume sale <laughs> really? yeah pretty much what they sell anyway yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerome uh, uh, okay so it's a, it's a sort of ongoing bugbear of, of mine like I, I you know, run a lot of comedy gigs constantly get told oh I don't go to comedy there's too much swearing by people who I know at nine o'clock on our Friday night when they've had a few beers with their mates are swearing off their heads. And they love it. And just this afternoon, I heard, I think I was telling you guys beforehand, heard Brian Edwards on Radio New Zealand National. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
Potty Mouth Brian Edwards, the apparent, he was the media relations guy for Helen Kike, I think back in her day, yeah. used yeah. a swear word on, on national radio in the afternoon. And what are going to be the repercussions for him? Nothing. There's going to be no one saying, oh, I don't listen to Radio News on the National because there's too much swearing. Yeah. Mm. It's just comedy gets labelled with that for some reason. Stigma. Pete, that's stigma. stigma and we can't shake it and it really bugs me when yeah, I get well, I constantly. Mean, okay, I'm guilty for like, like, I try not to swear in my humour but that's personal preference because I yeah. think when I do swear it adds an emphasis on a joke. Yeah. But, you know, I think, come on, seriously, like, like, I'm sorry, but I've been nearly kicked off stage for things a lot worse than saying fuck or shit, and I think probably the Yeah, but that wasn't at comedy. (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, it wasn't comedy, but, you know, I've never, but I've, but as a comedian, I've been, you know, I've had people hate me for a lot worse than just swearing. I'm right, sorry, Richard. I know this is confessional for you, but I'm going to have to wrap it up. <laughs> oh. I am sorry. We'll, 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 we'll carry on after the recording. But, um, okay, final scores. I can tell you that one point separates you all. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. Ooh. The tension is palpable. This is like 7 8 in 2011. <laughs> Tied in. Second equal, Richard James and Jerome Chandra Hassan. Oh, well done, well done. Pete Hopkinson, on your debut performance, you win with a total of 27 points. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Now, as the winner of uh, this episode of The Sledge, you basically get the chance to plug anything that you're doing that is coming up, or, you know, you can also just take the piss out of us, you know, okay. you are a winner, you can be a, you can choose to be a poor winner. I cut you right there, I'm going to be a good winner, I think you guys are wonderful, <laughs> and today's been a hell of a lot of fun, I really enjoyed being invited on. Um, <laughs> but ironically, I've, I've only really started doing comedy in at the end of January, start of February, so I don't have that much of my own to promote, but... Um, I am opening for Nick Bruce Smith and Rob Harris's Coming of Age, uh, Coming of Middle Age, on the 12th, 13th and 16th of May. I'll be doing tag team comedy on the 8th of May. And uh, this Saturday, I'm doing my first pro night with uh, Wilson Dixon and James Nokise from 8 o'clock. So anybody that's keen to come along and have a bit of a laugh, that'd be just bloody top notch. Fantastic stuff. What a pleasant way to end the show. This show went sort of up and down like a yo-yo in places, but no, it was very, very nice. Thank you very much for taking part. Really appreciate it. Thank you to Richard. Thank you to Jerome. And thank you to Pete. Thank you for you to uh, for you people that are listening at home. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you back here next week with a brand new episode. Cheers. Cheers.